five, four, three, two, and we're live with Be Green with Amy. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Be Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just has voice. Let's welcome our guest. Angela Faschetti is a physical fitness, yoga instructor, and licensed massage therapist specializing in wellness for older adults. Please click like to help Be Green with Amy. Welcome, Angela Faschetti. Greetings, Greetings, everyone. Angela, sorry about that. We got a few little technical difficulties that happened. Greetings and welcome, Angela. I'm so happy to be here, Amy. Thank you so much. I have to say welcome back because you're you're kind of a regular here, and we're really excited to have you back. It's so nice. And for people who have been staying tuned with your saga of your casts, raise your hand. Let's see. Yay! <laughs> For those of you that haven't been following along, Angela did have an injury and she had a cast on for quite a while, but she didn't let that stop her. She kept coming on the show and doing workouts with us, which you can watch the previous ones. And it has been fabulous. And she's been showing us there's no excuse. You can do workouts, you can exercise, even if you have a cast. That's right. That's right. I mean, I have to go forth, Amy. As if right now that I still have the cast on. The cast was only removed five days ago. So I, I got a, a, a what for from the hand surgeon. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm a good girl. No problem. I will, I will obey. <laughs> and so still that's why the workout is, is designed today the way it is. Right. So, um, but yeah, there's always ways of figuring things out. And, um, and this is one of them, you know. Well, today, Angela's going to teach a full body workout. She's done the upper and the lower. She's done all kinds of things, but now she's going to do a full body workout. So whether you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, whatever level you're at, this workout class is for you because Angela's going to show you the modifications. Um, Angela's a professional fitness instructor, so we're going to learn from her. Uh, she's going to share with us today. Angela, you said that you're going to talk about tips to reduce inflammation during exercise, right? That's right. That's right. That's the driving factor today. That's a little bit different than other exercise sessions. However, it's only because I don't talk about it. It's always there in my work. Should I explain a little further, Amy? Sure, if you want to. And then after that, people are going to be getting ready to to do the workout with us. So you can talk a little bit about that and then we're going to play our true or false game. So get ready, guys. So I'm going to give you some information that might help you there. I don't know what the answer is. But basically, yes, today the work is about tips to help reduce inflammation during exercise. You see, I'm I'm going to offer you four tips. The first has to do with alignment. Now, Amy, you know that I'm always talking about the details of everything, right? Whether it be a yoga pose or a strength training exercise. But this is the reason why. Because, you know, if if we work and do the exercise incorrectly, alignment can either increase or reduce inflammation and that's based on your technique and form so that's tip number one to understand how to execute the exercises today the exercises are still all pretty basic they're always going to reflect activities of daily living and in most cases not all um, we're going to be also doing compound movements which is multiple joints and multiple muscles now the um second the, the second tip is to stay hydrated. And I'm laughing to myself because um, I really do get people asking me um, regarding hydration during working out. Well, what about this tea or this flavored water? And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Because all I can tell, tell you is that Harvard Medical Studies were all founded in water. And I only drink water when I work out. Now, what makes water so special for the workout? So basically what it does is it helps transport the anti-inflammatory chemicals throughout the body. And that's what we want. 
got to stay hydrated. And it's super hot these days. I don't know about you, Amy, but I didn't have air conditioning for three days and I was just a big old baby about it. So grateful that it was back on. Um, anyhow, the third um, tip would be to switch up intensity of exercise. But I'm going to add on to that. This is my personal add-on, um, is to also switch up exercise modalities. Now, you know, you, you know I love to rebound and I love to do my fitness walk on the beach, wearing my weighted vest. I love yoga. I love weightlifting. These are four very different exercise modalities because a lot of times when people do the same thing every day, they're going to get injured from overuse, right? So the whole point of alignment is not to get injured. Therefore, reduces the chance of inflammation. And then um, the final tip that I wanted to say is don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Okay. You know that I, I will often say stop and rest when you need to. Now um, this said, don't quit because take the rest, take the momentary breather and really be honest with yourself. Check in and say, well, can I do another rep? Even if it's just one more repetition, Usually it's a yes. And follow that. And that's the way you get stronger. Um, I like to tell people to work at an acceptable level of muscular discomfort for you. Mm. And the word, Amy, is it tolerable. All right. So maybe I'm going to do a bicep curl. And it's pretty apparent where I'm going to feel I'm going to feel it right here, the discomfort, right? So I'm doing my thing. I'm where I'm, then I'm going, whoa, oh, now I'm feeling it, right? Wow, I'm feeling it. All right, Angela, is it tolerable? Yes. Do you like it? No, but I can continue on. And then I go, oh, ow. Pain in the joint. Unacceptable. This is when you folks do need to stop, right? Um, there's also something called, um, basically it's, it's a, um, let me think just for a second, delayed onset of muscle soreness. And I'm dealing with it right now as we speak, as I stand here with you, because for me, 48 hours ago, I did my legs and you can count on it at hour 48. I'm going to feel the muscle soreness. Okay. But does it prevent me from doing my activities of daily living? No. Um, does it stop me from working out? No. If I'm really honest with myself, it doesn't. However, oftentimes what can happen is after hour 72, people can feel incapacitated from the exercise. Now that has just triggered an inflammatory process through the body. So somewhere along the line there, one wasn't able to gauge the difference between pain and discomfort, all right? So this is very, very important to understand the difference. What happens is after 72 hours, and if you kick in that inflammatory process, the body will release white blood cells throughout and those white blood cells are going to look for muscle tears to restore and repair. We don't want that to happen. Now, it is un it, it, it's important to understand that when you strength train, resistance train, I don't care if you're using tubing, weights, whatever it is, um, the body will experience these really light micro muscle tears. Don't be afraid of that. It's the normal process of breaking down and then building back up, breaking down, building back up. It's a normal process. But if you got that sort of sense of, I'm really like I can't walk very well, it was too much. And you have to understand how to be able to pull that back. Because basically what we want to do is to start slowly and then build up from there. And, and we want everybody to have the goal of participating in some type of exercise on a regular basis. I'm telling you folks, weekend warrior stuff is a killer to the body. And so no injury means no inflammation. Sound good? 
That sounds great. I agree with you that weekend warrior thing or somebody tunes in and, and they haven't exercised for a long time and they're like, oh, I'm going to follow along with Angela and they're getting 25 pound weights and, they're, <laughs> you know, it's you really I've, I've lately I've been doing an exercise program that's been involving one up to two pound weights and I'm only doing one pound and I have actually increased my muscle mass because it really if you do it properly. Even right. with a light weight, you can really get a lot of uh, progress, but it doesn't happen overnight either. So you can't expect that you're going to, you know, work out and lose five pounds tomorrow or gain a big bulging bicep or whatever. So it's, right. it's just slow and steady and be careful and do it right. And over time, then you can build yourself up to a higher weight, right? Absolutely. Little by little. And you just experiment with lightweight, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll experiment only with quarter pound increment and build up from there. And sometimes it could be a pound increment. Sometimes depending upon the exercise, it could be two and a half or five pounds. It just is very individual, but it's not about how fast you do this, folks. It's about how consistently you do it. Yes. Yep. Just like our the way we eat, we have to be like eating this way all the time, not just a few days a week and then have a cheat day or whatever. We got consistency, yeah. and that's with almost everything in life. So I'm glad that you talked about that because it's we we don't want people to get inflamed, and we want them to to have a pleasant experience. We want them to have the soreness that when they lay in bed to go to sleep at night, they like wow, I just I'm ready to go to sleep because I. <laughs> I'm, I'm that feel good kind of sore, not the pain kind of sore. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's do our game while we get ready for your workout. It's time for True or False on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay. We do have an expert today. <laughs> so, Green Warriors, get ready. True or false. Though we understand there are benefits to exercise, it does not have any effect on the production of nitric oxide. True or false? Okay, you guys type in your answers. Angela, what's the answer? Okay, well, the answer is false. So, um, according to Harvard Health, studies show doing exercise on a regular basis helps arteries by boosting the endothelial cells nitric oxide production. Wow. Oh, there we go. Hey, Zena. <laughs> Nancy Love, the first person. I yes, Nancy was the first one. So we, we have some smart people, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, we're going to do one more question, then we're going to start our class. Okay. So true or false, the post-anti-inflammatory benefits of exercise occurs for one to two hours. Okay, true or false? Go ahead, Angela, let us know. False. It's longer than that. It's between 3 to 12. You believe that? I mean 3 to 12 this is Harvard Health. I'm not lying, folks. This is Harvard Health. And this is what they say about it, all right? During working out, the body produces natural stress hormones, epinephrine, which is also known as adrenaline, and norepinephrine. They play a major role. They play a major role in controlling activities of immune cells during exercise, temporarily suppressing immune cellular activity which causes inflammation to go down, to reduce. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Isn't that something? Right. Yeah, I think that's inflammation everywhere, right? Right. Not just that bicep that you're working out. I mean, it's it's inflammation all over your body and you know, in, in places that you're not working out as well. So there's just so many benefits. Do you mind if I just give a slight plug to somebody on this topic? Yeah. And I think you know her well is Sid Nodder. She is, if people really want to learn about inflammation in the body, they need to talk to Sid. And I learned a lot from her. And, and I've just, just got to say it because I think she has a beautiful way of simplifying inflammation, both uh, acute and chronic. It's, it's an amazing. It's, it's, she's amazing with that. Yeah. I'd like to have her on the show and talk about that. because I, oh, I would be grateful. 
Totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get started with your total body workout. Workout. Got it. So I just want to explain to people they're going to see me like in the back doing the legs. Okay. Doing, you can see the whole body that way. Therefore, lights are going to go on for that. And then when I come forward, some of the lights are going to change and I have to readjust the camera just so you know what's going on over here. Getting ready. Now, are you going to use any equipment today? Yes. Thank you for saying it. We're going to use, I'm going to step back. Just double check that I got the right spot. Yeah. So we're going to be using a big umbrella. Or for those of you who want, you can also use light hand weights. Okay. Depending upon your own strength. And we will also be using a Dynaband, a TheraBand. Now, if you don't have that and you have maybe an exercise loop or you have a, um, a tube, an exercise tube, feel free to use that as well. So now we're going to start off with warming up the body. And I typically, Amy, like to warm up the spine. So though the movements are from yoga, um, I'm going to talk about them from a training perspective and refer to them with that terminology. So first off, I want to just show you how to, I'm going to do a slight adjustment here because I think I have more room here than what I thought. Amy, you can see me fully here now? Oh yes, I can see you. Better. Okay. better. All right. So I'm going to line up. I just want to show you how to set yourself for hips width apart. So up here is the high pelvic bone. You put your hands to the inside of the pelvic bone. You point the fingers straight down, not in toward each other, but straight down. We have the pelvic bone, knees, ankle alignment. I'm going to turn to the side. We start with bent knees, hands lightly on the thighs. Now on the inhale, I drop the belly down, tip the tailbone up. It's like I'm forming a little small back bend, broaden across the shoulders, lift the chin. This is spinal extension. In yoga, we call this the cow. We're going to refer, this, refer to this today as spinal extension. And then on the exhale, with the chin up, we tuck the buttocks under, round the spine. Notice we're coming into a standing abdominal crunch, which is indeed spinal flexion. And then inhale, I pull out, open up the chest, open up the throat. Exhale, round into spinal flexion, head drops down last. Inhale, we come into spinal extension. And then exhale, hold here for the moment in spinal flexion. Draw that belly button up and in. You want to feel the belly button coming out, your lower back engage that transverse abdominus muscle, the deepest and largest of your core muscles. And now we're going to slowly roll up, inhaling with the head coming up, exhaling into shoulder rolls. Now we just did spinal extension and flexion. I want to go a little deeper into spinal extension because we have so much forward flexion in life. So standing with the feet, mat width apart. I'm on the narrow side of the mat. I take my hands. Now this hand's going to be a little challenged, but that's okay because i got to start working that, right? So the hand goes on that sacrum, the flat triangular plate at the low back. You roll the shoulders back, elbows toward each other. You slide the sacrum down towards your heels as your thighs come forward, your pelvis, your belly. Now, if you have hypertension and you're medicated, if you um, have vertigo, keep your head neutral like I'm doing here. But if you don't, then you can feel free to drop the head back you don't need to make this an enormous back bend, folks. It's not necessary. But if you can take that back extension, it feels lovely. And then inhale, I start to straighten my knees. Exhale, slowly bring the chin to neutral, contracting the thighs. And take some shoulder rolls. I'm going to hit one more light here for you. Yeah, I like that better. Shoulder rolls. 
Now we want to do lateral flexion. What is that? That's a side bend, all right? So what I'm going to ask you to do is to bring your arms up and overhead. Now I'm going to step forward to show you something. This is called creating a steeple, interlocking all of the fingers except the index fingers and thumbs. Amy, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you very well. Make sure. Okay. So I'm going to bring the legs together, arms up and overhead. Now, if you have something like rotator cuff issue or maybe a pinched nerve at the neck, you can keep your arms alongside your waist, hands here, wherever you want. But if you can go up and overhead, go for it. I'm going to wiggle, 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 up, up, up. Inhale, exhale. I bend the left knee while I push out to the right. Holding here, sternum. You hear that? That's your sternum. Up toward the ceiling, not down toward the floor. And then if you want, you can play with straightening both legs. Hips forward, torso back. Lateral flexion. Excellent for your breathing muscles, the intercostal muscles between the ribs. They're responsible for 25% of your respiratory cycle. Also stretching the oblique muscles on that side. While we prevent this side, the organs on this side of the body from collapsing because we're not going down toward the floor. Now inhale, push down at your right heel, lift up, up, up. Exhale, we take it over to the other side. Lateral flexion, hips forward, torso back, both knees straight or not, it is up to you. Now inhale, push down into the left heel, reach up. Exhale, lower your hands all the way down. And let's take some nice big shoulder rolls. And then the final movement. So we've done spinal extension, flexion, lateral flexion. I want to do rotation of the vertebral column. So we bring the legs wide apart. Now a couple of things to note. Be aware of your circumstance because you don't want to be knocking things down, all right? You can bring your legs as wide or as narrow as you need for airplanes. So I'm going to start my movement, and I'm going to stop in a moment right here because I want you to pay attention to the back heel is super high off the floor. We have ankle, knee, hip alignment, turning in the direction I'm facing, Ditto the other side. Heel, ankle, knee, hip, facing the direction I'm turning. And then you can continue. Make the movement as big or as small as you need. It's all good. Just warming it all up. And then we start to slow it down. So now, we're going to work on supersetting today. What is supersetting? We're working two different body parts or two different exercises back to back without any rest. So I'm going to grab my umbrella and the first one is going to be an umbrella squat. Now, what do we do in life, Amy, that we have to squat? Do you know some activities of daily living? Oh, well, I would... I feel like I'm doing that all the time, going to, to pick something up, right? Or, well, sometimes I just, and well, I do that when I'm exercising too. But yeah, basically, anytime you go to pick something up and, and you oh, have to squat. Right. That's, kind of, that's kind of correct, but you're actually doing most of it right now. You're sitting oh. on the act of standing up. So standing up and Oh, when you go to sit in your chair. Is a squat. Yes, but you still have to bend down and pick up something, don't you? So I understand yeah. your concept. Also, getting in and out of your car. And frankly, folks, the tough one for everybody later on in life is getting up and down off your commode. Because a commode is typically lower than a regular chair. So just saying, that's why it's an activity of daily living. I'm going to bring my feet hips width apart. Hold my umbrella out the front, shoulder height. Now, if you choose to use your weights, I would bring the weight like this, a light weight. Hold both arms out in front with the weights. Okay, I can only demonstrate on the one hand right now. All right, that's how you use your weight. And I'm going to bring up the 
Umbrella, turn to the side, legs hips width apart, and here we go. You inhale, sit back into a chair, toes are lifted inside the shoes. Exhale, you come up. Notice that pelvic tuck, that slight back extension. It is exactly that, spinal extension. Inhale, sit back. Exhale, push on up. You push up from your heels to make sure you get more emphasis on your gluteals. The extensor muscles would be the gluteals, the quadriceps, the front of your thighs, and your back muscles. We lift those toes so that we strengthen the shins, and this is excellent for your knees and your balance. Hold here, lower down. Now, I'm gonna step closer to the camera, just hit this light in this one. And you know, that's so wonderful that with an umbrella, you just oh, yeah. showed the workout. So, I mean, that's Look, I'm on the doctor's orders. I can't hold anything more than an iPhone, the weight of an iPhone in this hand. You take an umbrella, which is only ounces, divide it by two, and I'm there, okay? I'm, I'm a good girl. All right. right. So now, no excuses. No excuses. So now, we want to focus on the back. Let me come here. All right. So, what do we see typically later in life? We see a lot of this. We say hyperkyphosis. It's a postural deviation. So they're calling that tech neck now. They're calling it what? Tech neck. Because everybody's looking at their. Oh, oh, oh that's interesting. That makes tech total neck. sense. Also. We don't want tech neck. We don't want tech neck, but we also don't want hyperkyphosis later on. All right. Now, oftentimes what brings on hyperkyphosis is osteoporosis. So here's a medical disclaimer for osteoporosis. This exercise I'm about to demonstrate, you're going to do it straight up, not bent over, because I'm about to do a bent over bilateral row, all right? But it can be done erect, so just understand that. So I'm squatting down just a little bit, bent knee, belly button in, and I'm going to bring the umbrella out in front, and exhale, I draw it toward my chest. Now, what am I really focusing on here? Sorry, I'm not giving you my best angle, but I want you to look at the posterior shoulders. This is where we have, on the exhale, scapular retraction. See that? Drawing shoulder blades together. Now, this is what it looks like upright. Oh, Amy, I didn't do my full round on that first exercise. So I'm going to go back and show everything, but I'm going to repeat here first. All right. So this is working those back muscles and down. So I want to take you now to another round of the squats. So I want to make sure I don't forget the second round. All right. So now arms out. I'm going to turn away from the camera because I'm telling you, Amy, I get confused. All right, and inhale, sit back into the chair. Exhale, here we go. Inhale, exhale. Take your time, execute it with thought so that you can build muscle memory. So when you do a movement in life and you're not thinking about it, your muscle has the memory. Exhaling, toes lifted inside the shoes. Last one. And lower down. Amy, the repetition scheme today is 8 to 15 repetitions. Okay, so you, you have to do whatever you feel comfortable with. But That's right. I mean, I've been following along with some of the things that you're doing, and it's good. excellent. Good, good. I'm glad. Because some of this can certainly be seated and done seated as well. Okay, so here we go. Here's the row. I take my time. Notice I kind of lift the chest up toward the umbrella or the weights. But the whole point is scapular retraction. I'm going to bend over now. Notice I'm not rounding and collapsing. Belly button is up and in. Bent over bilateral row. Last time, slowly roll it up. All right, let's take it back. Let me adjust the lights. 
Yeah, I noticed that I had to really pay attention to where my elbows were on that because my elbows kept wanting to drop down. Yeah. So I had to really to be mindful of that. You can, you can do it. If I had dumbbells, it would be, you could do this also, yeah. right? So if that's your body instinct, go with it, all right? Because that wouldn't be incorrect. I'm just showing you just like another way. That's all. All right, now we're going to work on something that is sometimes a little annoying for women. And that's, of course, why I'm doing it, all right? Because we have to be able to work and deal with discomforts in life. So um, let me show you something here. When you stand with your feet together, there's an angle from the hips down toward the knees, right? I'm up at that iliac crest down toward the knees, and that is called the Q angle. No matter how petite the female is, typically that Q angle is going to be wider than a man's because of the process of giving birth, all right? But it also challenges us because your feet are together, which means it's not a broader base of support that challenges the balance. I do want you to take now the umbrella up and overhead for squatting. It's narrow squats. However, if you have rotator cuff muscle issues at the shoulders, if you have spinal stenosis in the cervical spine of the neck, or if you have pinched nerves, then I would take this out in front or maybe just bring your hands to your waist to do the squat, all right? Otherwise, let's play. Bring the arms up and overhead. And also, those of you who have hypertension, who have been medicated for it, you may, might have been told, don't do anything over your head. Ditto for you. Hands to the waist, or go back to this arm position, all right? I think we covered it all. So arms up, inhale, exhale, sit back, inhale, up. Exhale, sit back, and up. Sorry, changing the breathing. Inhale, sit back, exhale, up, okay. Inhale, exhale. Notice I don't want to have the arms swaying around. You want to press those knees together, toes lifted inside the shoes, back extension as you come to the top, and one more. Sorry, Amy, somebody's hopping their horn out there. And take it all the way up, slowly lowering the arms down, and now we come into a chest press. So it's the exact opposite area of what we just did for that to avoid hyperkyphosis, but notice what gets all tight all through here, the chest, the pectoralis, the front deltoid, even the tricep is involved on any of this type of chest work. So if you have your weights, again, I would go light. Amy brought up an excellent point. So you can hold the weight here and come out like this, or you can choose to do this. All right. This is just a three pound weight. Right. And if you didn't have a light weight, you could take, if you had any canned beans around the house, right? They're almost about a pound if a can. I got to think about that. I have a thing about that. Uh oh. Yeah. The reason why I know everybody says, sure, use your cans. Use your cans. Well, we hate to say bottled water, but. But I will use your water bottles or the bottled water. Here's the problem the cans are really. Yeah. Fat. And if you've got carpal tunnel, if you've got decoutrins, if you've got trigger finger, your hand is not going to appreciate this. Mm. So that's why I'm kind of like, I don't know about that. You know, roll up maybe a small hand towel or something and you can just put something in there for some sense of being able to apply resistance. Take your umbrella. All right. Just anything that's not so bulky is my problem with that. That's that's the only thing. Okay. Right. Good point. Good point. Now, I'm going to bring the umbrella up to the chest, the total opposite area of what we just trained. Now, what do we use the chest for, front shoulder and tricep, is pushing. So if you're pushing your grocery cart, pushing a door open, or pushing your stroller with your beautiful grandchildren, right? This is what you want to do, is have the strength to do it, all right? So here we go. Exhale, push inhale in so the emphasis is slow on the out so it's inhale through the nose exhale out the mouth but some people are starting training these days now with the inhale and exhale through the nose i'm not going to fight it 
there's nothing wrong with it. The studies are showing that that might be the way we're going to go anyhow. Puffing up the chest. We want to be careful of this, folks. Don't let that happen. I'm going to go for two more, Amy. Sorry, I neglected to turn that light off. And lower down. Okay, let's come back for the legs. Narrow squats. Like so. Overhead. Inhale, sit back. Exhale, take it up. Inhale, exhale. Toes lifted inside the shoes. Pelvic tuck at the top. Push the inner knees together. If it's impossible for you to let them touch each other, that's okay too. They don't have to fully touch. One more. Slowly lower. Chest press, also known as a bench press. We start out here. Exhale, push. Inhale, in. A little bit of a diagonal for you. Puff up the chest, proud as a peacock. Slight pelvic tuck, protect your lower back. How about two more? One more. And take it down. Now, coming back here. I'm putting this down for the moment because the next exercise, Amy, this is the one that you really, when you bend down and pick up something, you want to get back up. This is more of a deadlift type movement, all right? Uh, but, but sometimes people will interchange deadlift and squat. So what I want to do is break down the difference between the two movements first, all right? So here's the squat, feet hips width apart. I'm just going to bring my arms out in front. Now, this isn't the full-out exercise yet, but if your folks want to join in, join in. The toes are lifted. Inhale, I sit back into the chair. Exhale, up. I'm going to do two more. So this is a squat, right? One more. Now, here's the difference. I'm not even changing the position of my legs. I'm going to bend the knees. Hold up. Anybody with osteoporosis, do not do this exercise at all. Go back to a squat. If you want another variation on a squat, you can do a sumo squat, which is a wide squat. But this is contraindicated for osteoporosis. I don't know your particular situation, all right? So here's the difference between a squat and a deadlift. The knees are bent, hands are on the thighs. It's a hinging from the hip joint. See that? And then I exhale to come up. Here's the back extension again. Inhale, I'm sliding the hands down. Exhale up. Now, what if you don't have that range of motion? You can do this. As long as you have bent knee and the pelvic tuck. Bent knee and the back extension. All right, so now I'm going to grab my umbrella. And we want to make sure for this, those of you with weights, you can go with a slightly heavier weight. So I was demonstrating with a three. This is a five, all right? So you would have your five-pound dumbbells in front of you and working your exercise like so. Let me put that down. Standing the legs, hips width apart. Umbrella is set. Here we go. Then knees hinging from the hip. And my umbrella is literally grazing along my legs. Exhale up. And with those toes lifted, particularly in the deadlift, I'm telling you, the buttocks is going to talk to you. Inhale. Exhale. No collapsing of the head. Notice the chin is up. It's not sagging down. If it sags and drops down, it's going to pull and yank on your lower back, and that's going to hurt. We don't want that. One more. Take it on up. Great. Now, here is where I want you to use your DynaBand or your TheraBand. 
before using it, we all need to hold the band up against your light. Make sure you're checking to see that you do not have any tiny pinprick hole because it can snap. And trust me, it's happened to me. It has snapped in my face and that's not a lot of fun. Now, if you have a latex allergy, when you get your own band, make sure you're looking for non-latex or latex-free. Mine is latex-free. Now, how do I use this if I'm not allowed to pull on this hand, right? So this will be a good way to help people who have issues with the wrists. Let me, let me do this for you because it's really, sorry about that. Forgot to turn it off before. So I'm going to bring it around my wrist. See that? And then thread it through the thumb because the pulling isn't going to be from the hand. It's going to be from the forearm. There you go. And then we go around this side. And I think, Amy, you have on your Amazon store, I think you have some bands. Yeah, I, I gave the link just now in case right. anybody's interested. And they come in different uh, weights, per se, right? Different resistances. That's right. Exactly. Different colors. Okay. So my elbows are soft, right? And this is really going to target postural deviations, folks. So on the exhale, I open. It's a posterior rear delt fly. My hands, there's no pressure. My thumb is not involved other than just holding that little piece. And what do we want strong deltoid muscles for? To reach up and grab those cans of beans out of the top shelf in our cupboard. We're going to do a few more. Let me see if I can give you a little bit more view. It's all about that scapular retraction. Ooh la la, I feel it. Posterior deltoid. Ooh, baby. All right, let's take that down. Now, let me grab the umbrella. Whew, felt that. So if you're feeling it, it's appropriate. <laughs> it's got to be acceptable, tolerable. All right, legs, hips width apart. Here we go. Deadlifts. Inhale, exhale. You need it tiny, keep it tiny. You need to avoid it. Do squats instead. That's fine. You'll still be doing a functional compound movement. And that's what I'm looking for. Inhale, exhale up. Inhale. Exhale. Let's go for two more. One more. And now grab your band. All right, here we go. I like supersetting, Amy, because you can get a lot done in a shorter period of time. Plus, I, I just like the idea of working opposing muscle groups. One thing can't tire out too much, right? Yeah, I really like the way you designed this. Oh, good, thanks. So here we go. Shoulders down, don't let this happen, right? So it's called a posterior or a rear delt fly. Let's go for two more. And relax it down. Now I'm gonna set the band down, grab the umbrella, but I'm gonna come back to the front here because the next two exercises or body parts are upper body parts. We have the tricep and the bicep. So what do we use the tricep for in life, right? Well, I mean, the, the uh, actually, let's keep this off. Actually, the, um, the movement that you do, let's say a sport that a lot of people get involved with is swimming. So this is all extension, whether it be forward or back, you're extending from the elbow 
that's tricep. Um, involved in the pushing of that baby carriage, involved in the pushing of that stroller, I mean, of the uh, shopping cart, and also that you're pushing that door open. The tricep is all involved with that. The other thing, and I often use this, is the demonstration of vacuum cleaning. Because when I go forward, now that's really tricep, front delt, and chest, just like that chest press is, all right? So here's tricep. I pull it back. Here's bicep and back. What else do we use the bicep for? When you carry your heavy groceries, I want to see, I'm going to set this down for a second. I want to see your bags over your forearms and then bend those elbows and tighten up and bring them in to help you support your groceries. I don't want you walking like this because I see an awful lot of that, right? Um, and of course, when you do that vacuum cleaning, but when maybe you pick up that beautiful grandchild or maybe your um, non-human animal companion, right? And just, oh, you're cuddling up. That's bicep involvement along with the back. So now we're going to use the umbrella as if it's a barbell. That's kind of what I'm pretending here. And we're going to put it behind us and we're going to do a bent over tricep kickback. But the same medical disclaimer with those of you with postural deviations or osteoporosis, it can be done upright. So we take the umbrella behind us. We take an underhand grip first. We're going to bend over, belly button in. We don't want the elbows to drop here. We want them in because we're working towards scapular retraction. Here we go. Exhale, inhale. Exhale, inhale. Working the back of that upper arm. Oh, yeah, I feel this. Good. Take it out. Now, of course, you can be upright. Let's do two more. One more. And relax. I want to teach you a different way now of working the biceps. So I'm going to take an overhand grip, elbows in, and I'm going to do a reverse bicep curl because I'm tying in forearms. Now, if you have a heavier weight, you don't. You can do it in this position, just to experiment with a reverse bicep curl, or you can do a basic bicep curl, up to you. And you wouldn't wanna be swinging your hips forward while you're doing that, right? Right, and you also wouldn't wanna be swinging your elbows forward and back either. So that it would be too heavy if you were swinging your hips. That's right. And oftentimes, if you'll see people, I'm going to do it with a light weight. You'll see people thrust like this, and they're coming from range of, they're coming from um, momentum when they do this, because the elbow isn't alignment alongside of them. And they're also coming from back, trying to heave a heavier weight. It absolutely has nothing to do with the bicep when you do that. All right, now let's bring it behind you again. This time I'm going to take the hands with an underhand grip. Elbows in, belly button in. I'm going to just a little bit of a hinge and exhale. Exhale. And again, if you have osteoporosis or postural deviations, stay upright. Now when you're upright and you do this, make sure this doesn't happen forward head projection. You're not going to get any further by doing that. We're going to go for two more. Last one. Roll it on up. Reverse your bicep curl. Elbow points down toward the floor in both directions. If the elbow is shifting around, it's improper form. Basically what I'm doing, Amy, is I'm hugging my outer upper ribs with my inner upper arms because the elbow is a hinge joint. Two more. Uno mas. And down. And now it's cool down time. So let's put those lights back on. And basically, I'm just going to do what we did in the beginning, go over the spine movements again for the cool down. 
And this is important too. Don't skip the cool down. This is a good. That's right. It's very important. That's right because your 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 heart rate could be elevated. We want to get that back down. Important point for those of us who are in the aging process: ninety-five and below is we want to get that resting heart rate back down to post-exercise. All right. If it's not down, you want to do the some walking around, what have you, or this. So soften up the knees, hands on the thighs. We come into that lovely little back extension. Let me tell you, you might have more movement in the spine now that you worked out. And then exhale, round. Lastly, lowering the head for spinal flexion. Inhale, spinal extension. Exhale, spinal flexion. One more of each. Inhale. And exhale. I want you to hold here. Kind of luxuriate in it. The more you pull under, oh man, the more that stretches out. It's a lovely experience. And then take your time slowly, rolling up, inhaling head to the top of the movement so you can offset any orthostatic hypotension, which is a rapid plunge of the blood pressure. When you stand on up, now let's go a little bit deeper into that back extension, feet mat width, and I'm just going to face forward for you, hands onto the sacrum, fingers point toward the floor. Soften up the knees, and we start to just encourage that sacrum to slide down toward the heels. It doesn't slide down, it's just an image, and then roll open the shoulders and if you're not hypertensive or have vertigo and then you feel free you could drop your head back or not you don't have to if it bothers your neck just hold here and then inhale start to contract your quadriceps to stand up exhale inhale the moment that head comes to neutral is the moment the blood rush goes to the thyroid gland excellent for hypo or hyperthyroid can you turn sideways and just show us or 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 turn around so we can just see where your hand placement was okay here's the sacrum flat triangular plate low back all right now we're going to take it into lateral flexion. Take it a little bit differently than we did before. Without, we're doing one arm at a time here. Now, what if you have a shoulder issue? Just stay where that is and go a little shy of it and keep the elbow straight. No matter where it's placed, the elbow is straight. My top hand, the back hand, is turning toward the white um curtain behind me well, i just got a spinal adjustment amy hips forward torso back it's lovely inhale turn palm up grab a hook belly button in exhale push down into the right foot come back to center take it over to the other side slouching i'm sliding down sternum towards ceiling arm up and over take your time hips forward torso back we don't want to be Kind of like this because sometimes I see people doing that. You can straighten both knees or not. Top hand turning back toward the curtain behind me. And inhale, grab a hook. That's your lateral flexion. Exhale, push into your left heel to come back to center. And then finally, rotation of the vertebral column. Again, be aware of your circumstance in space. And Remember that back heel is lifting, ankle, knee, hip, going in the same direction as my gaze. You can make it as fast or as slow as you want, as narrow or as wide as you can handle. And then I start to slow it down. And that's it. Well, that's what I've got for you today, Amy. Oh, that was wonderful. Oh. Thank you. I've got tingles. I mean, and I was doing this, of course, I'm having to do the camera work too. So I was doing a lot of it in my chair and it really is beneficial even when people are sitting in their chair to do, to follow along. So I think that almost anybody, even if they have some limitations, they could definitely follow along. So that was, that was just so wonderful.
Thank Good. you. Thank you. I'm really happy about that. Wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. And again, you, you were showing us that we really don't need heavy weights and we can still benefit. And I, I think that if people follow along, even with an umbrella, like you said, that they can absolutely get benefits with that. Wow. Thank you so much. That's great. We're going to have some questions coming up. And if anybody wants to ask Angela a question, now is the time that we're going to start bringing them up. Oh, Nancy Love gave you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you so much for showing up again. Okay, so let's Did take my a look. Shirt? Did you see my shirt? I couldn't read the whole thing. So it says I'm vegan. For the animals. Okay, the animals for the. For my health and for the earth. And it was a present to me from the darling Linda Middlesworth. I just had to say it. We love Linda. Oh. Yeah. People are just so kind. Yep. It's a beautiful shirt. And you, you're you. rocking it. <laughs> oh, and we got some hearts here. Some green hearts. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. Okay. So let's just take a look and see. I know that we had some questions out there. Okay, let's see. Jake, okay, Jake. He said, I am currently experiencing soreness on my right shoulder. How can I continue to lift weights on both sides? Well, Jake, you have to find out what that is. I can't advise you without knowing what's going on there. All right. Now, certainly you can work unilaterally. And if you look at the last session I had with Amy, where I had the cast on and I was showing how to maneuver my weightlifting on this arm without uh, without weights in my hand. But that's because I know my, knew what my issue was and I was guided by my hand surgeon. And so I don't know what is happening within that right shoulder. It might need some rest, but that doesn't mean you can't train the left. So if you take a peek at that um, interview and then you can see some exercises you can do unilaterally while giving that right shoulder a bit of a break, I will tell you something that you can do for yourself. And I'm going to step back here a little bit. It's called a pendulum, but um, sometimes people do a pendulum from an active perspective. So that's with a weight in the hand or from a passive perspective. So because I don't know what's going on with Jake's shoulder, I'm going to show him something he can do passively. All right. So I set myself up in a split stance. You can hold on to a chair, Jake, if you have it also. All right. And I'm going to let this arm dangle because you told me what he said, what, right? Oh, as far as his, yeah, his right shoulder. Yeah. This is my right shoulder in real life here. Okay. Um, it's my right shoulder. So my left hand is resting lightly on my thigh and I start Jake to rock forward and back. And my back heel starts to lift off the floor and then it goes back down to the floor when I come back and you see what it's doing, Jake, it's moving my arm inside the socket. That is the glenohumeral joint. And that has, it's, there's a bursa in there, uh, kind of like a sap filled with liquid kind of thing. And we just want to massage it a little bit, give it some tender, loving care. And then maybe while I'm still rocking forward and back, I'm just making these little circles. I'm not, Jake, trying to swing the arm. That is not passive. That's active, right? So I'm just trying to make small movements. And then if I circle it, I'm going to circle it in the other direction. I'd rather you, Jake, throw some TLC at this than some um, weights. I just, I, I, it, I can't help you beyond that. Uh, but I can tell you now that that is a very soothing movement for the joint. And running some warm water on that shoulder when you take a shower. Mm, yeah, that can be very therapeutic. Yeah. Okay, so Jenny said, when do you breathe in, out during exercise? I think that that's, you know, either that or we're just holding our breath and, and we don't realize it. <laughs> that, it happens a lot. So uh, technically, you're breathing in when there's less effort. You exhale on the effort. So I think E-E, exhale, 
effort is how I think about it. All right. Now, let me tell you something. If you're talking while you're exercising, you're breathing, you're breathing. So sometimes if you're training with a partner, you're chatting during the exercise, as long as you're doing the exercise. Now, if you could start singing while you're doing that exercise, it's just not enough effort. So when, how you can gauge this is um, I can talk, but I don't want to, <laughs> right? That's how you'll know if you're talking. So it's inhale when it's the easy part of the exercise. So let's say I'm going to do a bicep curl for her, okay? So before I start the movement, I'm going to inhale, then exhale. Because this is where... This is where the effort is. If I were to tricep kickback, all right, does that make sense, Jenny? That was that was a great explanation and a great great way to remember it too. E E, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Because sometimes you just get kind of up in your head about, am I doing this right? And I, but it makes sense because you're, you're before you're exerting yourself, you're taking in some extra oxygen to oxygenate the muscles and then get ready to use them with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, very good. Well, we really enjoyed it. I wanted to let everybody know that if you wanted to get in touch with Angela, you can find her on her website, which is boomerandbeyondwellness.com. Like <laughs> and she's also on Facebook at Boomer and Beyond Wellness. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing and what's coming up for you? All right. So one of, one of the projects that's very exciting for me is that I'm an exercise uh, video provider for Feel Fabulous Over 40. And the virtual production company is Better Life Summits. And uh, Chef AJ has hosted much of this. And it's just, you know, fantastic to be involved with this platform. And, and what we do is uh, help people to be able to transition from the sad approach to their diet and lifestyle um, to whole food plant exclusive. But what my work is, is showing basically very similar to what I'm showing here is exercise videos for strength training, um, also chair exercise, also um, yoga and chair yoga. And then we do a once a month live um, Zoom class, the third Thursday of every month. And that's done as a group um, training session. It's not like music with aerobics and stuff like that. And then also I have some upcoming podcasts coming up with C Kathleen Gage and with Chef AJ. I'm going to be on the show. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I think September 17th is the air date. And um, I'm going to be teaching us a, a, a routine, a total body routine for osteoporosis. Exercises I used for myself continue to do so because I had osteoporosis and I have brought that down to osteopenia. And, um, and I do my work virtually with private clients for strength training and for yoga as well. And a Amy, I'm still trying to figure out Instagram. I'm just like, <laughs> last night I could not get a story I couldn't get it. I was just like, what's wrong with me? So yeah. I went to Facebook and did a story there. I did it as a post on Instagram. So little by little learning. Well, Zena said, ooh, Angela. Thank you so much. Congratulations on all. You definitely deserve it. You've been so giving to all of us in, in all that you do. And I'm so glad that you're having platforms in which to share everything. It's just so nice. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So everybody, Green Warriors, tell us what are you going to remember because you did that true or false and Angela gave us some education about exercise and so forth and inflammation. So what's your takeaway? And please stay tuned for a special announcement. I do want to thank Just Task Voice because she did that countdown and she did the promo. And Just Task Voice, tell us who is coming up. Next. Join Be Green with Amy for a live culinary demo and Q&A with Addie Delaney Meinrich, registered dietitian nutritionist. 
Addie will answer your whole food, plant-based nutrition and cooking questions on Wednesday, August 31st, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Be Green with Amy Live. Well, I want to thank Angela. Thanks, Just Has Voice. Thanks, most of all, to you, Green Warriors, that come and watch this broadcast. You're supporting us. You're liking and sharing and subscribing and you're showing your love and this sends it out to the rest of the universe so that they can find out about healthy living and how to heal, which is what we want to do to send that out to the world. And I'd like for you guys to go ahead and take your right hand and grab your left shoulder and take your left hand and grab your right shoulder. Now squeeze. And that's a hug from me to you. And please Join us when I'm going to be signing off with Angela. She's going to be doing my tagline. And go ahead and type it in the comments below. Type in the Be Strong, Be Well, and Be Green. Are you ready, Angela? Yes, I am. Okay. Until I see you guys again, remember, be strong, <laughs> be well, and be Green. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you, Bye, Angela. Thank you. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.